Hey guys. Actually, well, okay, I do have a question. What's up? Alright, so Jake, I, I don't know if I called this right or not. Do you have any kids? I have one child. Yeah. Alright, so I was kind of asking Sam about this before, and I'm just curious about, so as um, anarchist or agorist or we know, what have you, what, what kind of principles about that do you take into um, disciplining your child? Me? Dude, so, <laughs> as I've I'm, I am not... The ultimate anarchist just doesn't yeah. discipline. Yeah. Figure your own way out. <laughs> so here's the thing. I, my whole parenting idea, it's just like, for me, Bryson is my guinea pig. My kid, he's my guinea pig. I'm learning a lot. I'm learning a lot being a dad with him. He's my first kid. And How old is he? He's almost six. Oh, so, wow. Okay. okay. Yeah, he's almost six. So... Every year is a journey, and I, you know, I used to think I was, we were going to be living on a farm and, you know, <laughs> doing the, like, the, uh, doing it the old way, kind of like how my grandparents did and, and that, but to me, man, principles, I'm just going to, I'm going to let, I'm going to teach him what I believe, you know, hard work, to be, you know, hard work is a good thing, you know, I just want, I don't know how to like incorporate like I'm not gonna talk anarchar an, you know anarcho capitalism to my six year old. Uh, but, I'm under uh, my breath a lot. Taxation is not yeah. I, I, I will say that I'm 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 you know I'll 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 hint hint there there. But other than that, man, I just I just you know, do what I can when I can. Right. So basically, we're like where I'm coming. So I've got I've got one kid, right? Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. So it's like. Obviously, I, I recently became an anarchist a few years ago, and I just had a kid a couple of years ago. So it's just understanding the principles of anarchy, but realizing I still have a kid who does things that are, in, you know, immoral and wrong. And like, you know, something like something simple, like, oh, my God, I'm taking her on a walk and she like wants to run into the middle of the street. I obviously have to use force to pick her up and like, you know, get her out of the way. Mm-hmm. So it's like. Obviously, there are some scenarios where I do have to use force to prevent her from doing something that causes harm. And the, so, like, yeah, yeah, I'm just I'm just wrestling with those. Like, I, I want to be a good parent and instill like I want to do the right things to like, obviously, no spanking and like no like, you know, physical harm in any way other than pulling her out of in front of a car. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, That's yeah, interesting. So you bring that up. There's two points I'd say to that. And one, we have to we should have a conversation sometime about what if a child has their own rights or the parent has rights for them. Because I found a lot of interesting anarchy and libertarian reading on that. That's a whole other topic. But um, anarchy is violence, too. I think that's what I was hitting at at the very end of it. It's still backed by violence. You kill someone or break someone at the very end. It's just saying, like, we voluntarily signed up for institutions or private courts or private police forces to inflict the punishment. Even Iceland, like back in their anarchist society, if you killed, like, I killed someone in your family, 
I like I would instantly have to announce it to someone that I killed someone. I'd be going to court for it. If I was found guilty, I'd be killed. Or if I didn't do that or follow the right laws, you guys are free to kill me or source out the contract to kill me. So there's still violence at the end of the day is the punishment for all societies. Anarchy well, destructures I mean, it differently by decentralizing it and putting it more into the hands of voluntary institutions. So I don't think there's a problem using so it's quote unquote violence to grab your kid out of the street. And like, or, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying spank your kid or anything like that, because I don't believe in that, too. But at the end of the day, some coercion and violence even happens in anarchy society. But you just got to determine at what age your kid, like, let's say your kid is 18 and says, and, a fully owned, and then now she's a fully owned adult. She truly owns herself. There's no argument about, like, when you truly own yourself or when your parent has part rights over you because they're under your house, you're feeding them, or how much responsibility you have. She runs out in the middle of the street and says, Dad, don't get me, and she's, like, fighting, you know, something like that. You know, then we have this conversation about why are you stopping her rights or things like that, and uh, is your violence, I don't know, if that kind of makes sense. But then today, you can't avoid violence. Violence is the ultimate punishment and enforcer for all societies. Okay, let me, I don't mean to get too dark on here, but let me throw that at you. Let's say, let's say your daughter is 25 years old and, like, she wants to kill herself. Do you stop her, or do you prevent that from happening? I would. I would use force to stop her. If it was in my room or anything like that, she was trying to grab like a knife or something like that, I would use force to stop her. I would literally limit her action to do herself. And that, you know, if I go to court, now if she takes me to court and sues me and wins a court case, whether at a government court or a private court that we set up, and I had to pay my fees, that's fine. That, that's an economic choice in my thing. I, I realize there's a risk to me being sued by her and having to pay some damages. But I choose to use violence in that situation or force. I like I don't like the word violence in the situation. I like the word force, I think, better. But yeah, no, all at the end of the day, like these anarchy people that dream about this we don't use violence. And they're kidding themselves. The, violence is the answer to and I don't want I don't want to say it's the first answer, but that's even how anarchy societies would punish people. They would use force and coercion at the end of the day. It's just through different institutions. That's all it is. I kind of like, so I want to agree with what you're saying, but I want to say the terminology is bad, right? So basically yeah, yeah. I would say, I would say anarchy is not an initiation of force or, you know, however you want to define those terms. So I would say, let's say your daughter's trying to kill herself. I would argue she's initiating force upon herself. And because it is immoral, you have the right, like you're not initiating force, you're reacting to that force. So I would say that isn't violence because you are reacting to that initial violence. But she then you have to define property rights. So she is 25 right, in this right. situation. She owns her own body. She, she's allowed to drink alcohol. Like let's say your daughter had a beer. You didn't like drinking beer. And she's 25. And you see that as her damage to herself. Are you right to smack the beer out of her hand and fight her over it? I mean, you most most rational people wouldn't. They'd just be like, oh, right, I wish right. you wouldn't drink. But in theory, I mean, you're still causing harm to yourself. But you own your body. So, I mean... There's this thing where, where I would use what maybe, and like I said, a court system could very well call it unjustified force if I stop my daughter from trying to kill herself. Very well could. And I might have to deal with the punishments of that. But me as a person, I would already tell at the bat, I'm happy paying a fee or a fine or some sort of you know, citation or slap on the wrist for, or even like an assault charge if that was, if that was the trade-off. Does that make sense? Life is all about trade-offs. It's just economic trade-off after economic trade-off. People always think economics is money. No, it's human action. So... I would choose that punishment and I would initiate force in that situation. Right. So I don't know. I'm kind of going around a tangent here. Basically, the I kind of live in my head, right? So like I feel like there's something there. There's something significant there that's 
like if we just pull at it, we'll understand. Because where you're coming from is where the status come from. They're saying, you know, daughter in the street, I have to pull her out. You know, um, extrapolate that to like, you know, government. People that like that's why people want to have the government is that there are certain things that they're thinking in their head. Hey, if I don't use force, if I don't do this, bad things are going to happen. So I feel like if I feel like if we can solve that mystery of the terminology or the morality behind needing to pull your daughter out of the street, that's how we can get to status and say, this is why it's different. There's something there's something going on. There's something at play here that is unique and different than what's happening. I think that with the state, I think we already have. And uh, maybe this is a lack, not a very satisfying answer, much like a religion denialism. But um, I think the solution is there is we choose who the people that enforce the law is. First, I, right now I have no choice over what, what court is in my system. You know, the United States government, etc. If we were living in an anarcho-capitalist, anarcho-communist society, I would choose to voluntarily donate my pot. But there's my money for certain lands. I would voluntarily choose to follow these rules or, or sign up for this court or this police department. With still the understanding that aggressive harm upon other people would lead to penalty. But all you're doing is just decentralizing that apology. You're basically taking taking the tool of force and you're not giving it to monopoly. That's what I think that's the big difference to anarchy and status. Status want force and violence to be in the control of a single monopoly. Anarchists want as decentralized as possible. For a silly analogy, it's the U.S. dollar versus cryptocurrency. You know, everybody wants value backed in one monopoly controlled by one asset, where other people are saying, no, money should be free and decentralized. You know what I mean? You can pick what currency you want to trade in, you can trade and see how it works best. So I think the big difference is anarchists are trying to decentralize force, and you choose who you want to give that power to with the ability to retract that choice and pick a different choice. And status, you're saying, no, there's one blind tool that has to carry the hammer, and you have to follow that. Okay, like yeah, I don't. I see what you're saying, and I, I, I like I, I'm a kind of guy. I have to think about things, you know, for a little bit. I have to ponder it. But I, I see what you're saying, and that it's definitely a different paradigm than I thought before. So that's that is interesting. Yeah, because I mean, um, really think about it. I mean, anarchist society is just force. It's just violence and force, man. At the end of the day, how do you punish a murderer, a thief, etc.? Are you just gonna do nothing to them and say don't do that again? You're gonna lock them up against their will and make them pay a fine against their will. You know, if they don't pay the fine, what do you do then? You have to. You have to punish people to de-incentivize their action at some level. If you don't, you're just gonna you're gonna have a true what what really people really fear anarchy is. I'm really gonna have gangs rule the street and Jake's gonna be a warlord in front of the Mad Max train. I'll be running for my life because I've teased him too much. <laughs> I'll be I'll be wearing one of those leather like BDSM. Yeah, I can't beat things. him in a fight. I know that's why I podcast two hours away. <laughs> <laughs> And then, can I pick your brain for a second, Jake? What's up? What's up? So you said your you said your son is six. He's almost six. Right. So he's in public school. Yeah. Well, no, he's uh he's going to be in public school this year. So, so he hasn't been in public school yet. No, he's he's in uh, preschool right now. So which I don't really consider. I don't, his preschool is run by a a church. So I okay. don't I don't actually consider that public this preschool public school. So, but he will be in okay. uh, kindergarten this this fall. Okay. So basically, my question is like you instilling, you know, you being an anarchist and instilling different types of principles other than status parents to their kids. Mm-hmm. Do you see any difference in the thought process or the interactions your kid has with other kids? Like, do you see a difference there? 
No, not at all. No, 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 not at all, man. He he's a he's a five and a half year old. I don't think he's right. quite. Yeah, I don't think he's quite there. You know, but he's just like all the other five year olds his his age. You know, I the thing is is you know I if I could if I had the mind for it I'd like to like <laughs> homeschool him and just have him. Right. I don't think I have the mind. I, I I don't think I can do that. That's why I would love to be able to like have a system where I could choose like a better kind of education for them, you know, and I could pay that like a, like I pay my car insurance, <laughs> you know, but, um, no, I don't, he doesn't see anything like that. I don't really, I don't know other, like how to instill it. I think I'm still learning what anarchy and what I believe it too. So. Right. Okay. Yeah, probably the best thing you could do is just never put them in public school. It's out there a cop out answer, but if you really want to make a child more anarchist, don't brainwash them and go in school for twelve years. <laughs> I kinda would I would. I would love to do that. I just don't do not believe I can I can homeschool him and I don't because I feel like he'd have he'd be better off if he if he went with just what my competency is when it comes to like you know, arithmetic, like, well, I'm okay with that, but like phonics, learning how to read, you know, things that he might like to learn. I don't even know how to homeschoolers work. You were homeschooled, weren't you, Sam? Yeah, you were homeschooled. That's why I can't pronounce certain words on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you were you were homeschooled, Sam? Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, not in the tra- not in the traditional sense by any means. Like, I mean, we like, grew up mean? in a big homeschool area. I mean, we had our own homeschool building. Like with certified teachers teaching classes once a week, like college schedule. I mean, we are, I mean, not even like the social aspect. We had our own basketball leagues, like 30, 40 teams, our own football team, cheerleading squad. Like, I was more traditionally probably from first to eighth grade, but come like high school, I was taking classes at community colleges, I take classes at co ops, at the homeschool building. Like, I taught myself some classes. So, and the not what people think of when they say homeschooling, you sit at home for 12 years and just your mom and dad teach you. My mom and dad only taught me the classes they knew and were confident of, and the rest of them I outsourced, so or taught myself. Right. So, like, I want to make the comment, like, and this is just my personal experience, but from what I've seen, like, I would make the argument that of all the homeschooled people I've ever met, like, and I'll even say including you, um, I feel like they're more intelligent than people raised in public schools. Thank you. Do you feel... Thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> well, no, I was always so... worried how it would transfer my education to the public school system. Like, but after two college degrees and like practically four pointing both of them, I've learned that uh, homeschooling is tougher than f- passing public education classes. I had tougher homeschool classes in high school, and I did master's degree classes through Central Michigan. So <laughs> it's just, I think the education system is broke. I've often told Jake we should start our own school. Like, uh, wants unschooling things or something to start a business. I think there's a huge market for it. So, Chris, you want to start a school with us? <laughs> yeah, I'd be down for that. But, like, okay, so even Spring Arbor, so even Spring Arbor University, which is, like, where I'm getting most of this from, um, there were a few people that were homeschooled and that went there. And, like I said, like, those, like, interacting with those people in class and seeing how they responded to the teachers and professors, they had more interesting things to say and just more well-thought-out, like, arguments and questions. Well, I think they Do you learned. Feel like that's true. Yeah, yeah, and I was obviously one of the dumber homeschool homeschoolers there. Like I know some of the ones you're talking about, um, but I think for a large part, yeah, because they learn better at their own pace. Like I was never in a classroom for eight hours sitting in my ass. Like I could explore things. Like I was one year in high school. I was like, I'm not learning anything from this class. 
So I just stopped, took a subject that more interested me and learned it and caught up on it and redid it. Like there's more flexibility to schedule. I mean, it's more like, if you, I don't know if you read about unschooling or those different kind of things, but it's definitely more like, hey, you have to get your standard state certified credits out of the way all throughout the way. But I mean, there is freedom to explore and learn at your own pace. Like I taught myself algebra one. My mom didn't know how to. She gave me the teacher's edition and the book and I didn't cheat or anything. I mean, just you learn take all the classes and go to the teacher's edition after, you know, grade myself. I know some people would panic at the idea of that, but you know, I just literally taught myself until I mastered algebra one. It's like, so there's this different, there's this different level where you get help you need to, you can conquer what you kind of need to. There's more self accountability, self responsibility. You know, you have to take control of your own actions and, and you can explore the education system a bit more and you're more free to learn things that, that you wouldn't be able to in a strict system. Do you feel like you would have, came an anarchist at the same pace had you gone to public school no i was a status pretty much my whole life like 24 <laughs> i grew up a status <laughs> okay I actually think... yeah i, yeah. I want to pose this question to both of you what what was the argument like what 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 caused you guys to become anarchists like what was it obviously it's probably like you know a slow process but like like i want to understand that like what what did it for you guys Jake was hitting me one day and I said it should be voluntary. I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I think that I just uh, have a really distrust for like people in general and the nature of power and that anybody, you know, it's a, a like power attracts the worst and corrupts the best people. And we give a lot of people uh, power. Like it's like, have you ever read Dune? You ever read any of Frank Herbert? No. So no, Frank Frank Herbert's uh, got a pretty good take on this kind of idea that I'm saying, and that it's we he he was very very worried and like frustrated with um, charismatic leaders getting power, and these charismatic leaders they have all the they're charismatic for all the right reasons, like they are what you would imagine a good person would be if you were the friend, right? So, but power comes to him. OK, power comes to this this person and he has to make decisions for millions and millions and millions and millions of people. And his decisions turn out to be really horrible for millions of millions of people. And my reasoning and like I think like that's kind of what Frank Herbert describes in a lot of his books and his and his writings. And I'm taking that and thinking that it's it's dangerous to ha to give all this power over millions of people's lives like a, a, a small decision truly can kill people and it could be innocuous and 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 i just think that arbitrary power too like it's 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 arbitrary is what i'm i'm trying to say and i'm i might just i ramble so no that's fine that's perfectly fine i think me i mean i was like prior republican state it's also life then i switched the democrats with obama in 2012 i was right in that way wait, 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 okay so, sorry uh, like, no I'll be right back. I gotta use the restroom. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so I want to back up a little bit. You, wait, so you're saying you switch from right to left? Yes, I did. Right to left, back to right okay, before so, I became anarchist. So okay, yeah. so, so yes. Okay, before you get to the anarchist, I want I want to hear that story. Actually, yeah. It's not a lot. I mean, you go, you grow up that's, in classic. Yeah, that's fine. It's not. You grow right. up in a classic conservative Christian household. You know, you just grow uh -huh. up in George Bush and all this stuff, religion, all blah 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 blah. Then in 2012, you know, you're, you're an adult now and Obama starts giving you dirt cheap health insurance. There's all this feel good talk from college peers about, you know, you live in a college environment where 
it's truly kind of like the ideal situation. You're all around all these peers. They all think this like they're all coming to this world hopeful about change, all these great things. And you're starting to get the benefits of all these um, more socialist policies. And I'm and I'm getting I'm the definitely better life because of some of the policies that are definitely benefiting me at the time. And everybody's riding this feel good wave, and it's just it's just a lot of peer pressure. And um, you know, it, it was helping what, me a lot. What do you mean? What do you mean by peer pressure? I, would, I mean, okay, pressure maybe isn't the right word, but it's just, it's just pure movement. College is very, like, clicky where everybody's at the same stage of life pursuing the same goals, and you really can see how, like, you really start to feel, I wouldn't say see, you really start to feel that, like, the socialist bottle would work, especially when it's really helping your wallet at the time. The whole Obama healthcare thing helped a ton. But, you know, that was only a phase. I forgot college, you got a job, through taxes and stuff that faded quickly because you lose that, like, kind of culture that college had. And then, you know, you went back on the Republican train, and long story short... I would hit what I would call political nihilism. There seemed to be no meaning or rhyme or reason why anything of this was happening. It seemed to, and I just lost, I don't know, for lack of, to sum it up in 30 seconds or less, it just, it frustrated me. You know, you can't open a business without this. You can't do this without this. There's a law for this, a rule for that. And you start to see, and, and to quote Thomas Sowell, facts. Like, you just start reading more and you start waking up to the world like, holy shit, they're both just a bunch of fucking liars. And so you try to find this home, and this hopeless feeling that you're just being controlled by a puppet master, and you really have no say. You don't own your own home with property taxes. You own nothing. And it's just angering, and you can't do anything. You're not, you can't even walk outside without breaking three federal laws. Your mattress is regulated, you know. How you talk is regulated, and just eventually, I just got to this point where anarchy is the only thing that even appealed to me anymore, and made, and made logical sense from the from a for, from a standpoint of my personal values too. Jake, you're muted. You're done. Only drug a bitchly song is a treat. But I like to turn like a freak, like a cheat.
off the drink, we concentrating. I know you won't leave me hanging. Smoking weed out the container. We spin cash for entertainment. There's more where that came from, that's all I'm saying. It's me and you and we making arrangements. It's you and me and we making arrangements. Your body on ice. ice. I put your ass on the flight. Yeah. Uh, on the drink, and you know how to be. You know how to get on that BSOP. Yeah. Can't hide your true colors from me, no. Yeah. Jim, I'm on the mender because I can't even lie. I'm feeling them. I can't even lie. I'm feeling them. She ain't into them guys who do a minute. Who do a minute. No, I didn't mean to keep her waiting. I hope I read your expectations. I hope I read your Why you make it so complicated? Why you make it so complicated? Off the drink, we concentrate. Off the drink, we concentrate. I know you won't leave me hanging. I know, no. Smoking weed out the container. We smoke, we smoke. We spin cash for entertainment. Yeah, yeah. There's more where it came from, that's all I'm saying. It's me and you, and we making arrangements. It's you and me, and we making arrangements.